0: You always follow yeah, the money.
3: yeah, This is
4: Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on Vsin.
5: Ben Hayes' best bet of the month only ten dollars when you use VSEN BEN ninety at checkout. Pick will be released at twelve Eastern, nine Pacific. Five and zero with his daily best bets, and use VSEN BEN ninety at checkout promo code to get it for ten dollars. Get up there now, winners and winners, and the pick will be coming at noon Eastern.
6: All right, uh, let's continue this college football discussion as the great Pat Forty joins the program, Sports Illustrated, the College Football Inquirer podcast as well. Uh, Pat, thanks for the time. I was listening to the podcast last night, so I know what you and Wetzel think about this uh, tweet from Braden Keith at Swim Swam. (laughs) According to a source, North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, and Virginia are all negotiating to join the SEC. ESPN is trying to avoid their TV deal with the ACC, can you explain to our uh, audience what you think of that report?
7: Yeah, well, uh, I, know Braden, nice guy, get, you know, does a good job with the Swim Swam uh, website covering swimming, the sport that only I care about. But uh, <laughs> let, me, let me just say that I had people in the involved conferences in his tweet uh, sending me really amused text yesterday, like, oh, really? This is happening, huh? And we're, we're going to let Swim Swim break it, huh? So <laughs> I wouldn't put a lot of stock in that. I do not think that the ACC is in imminent demise and that the SEC is imminently ready to uh, poach them of four schools.
5: Okay. all right. As a guy who covers and loves college football and college basketball, how, how do you feel about this? I mean, who even knows how many conferences we'll have when the TV deals up?
7: Yeah. It's depressing. It's infuriating. Um, You know, it's insulting. I think to, to what really most of the fans want, Uh, you know, fans don't root for revenue for their schools. Yeah. They root for (laughs) their teams to win. They want to have rivals who they know who they are that are neighbors. They want to be able to jump in the car on a Friday and drive to a road game on a Saturday. You know, they, they want to, go to the office or a school or something and talk smack with people that went to the rival school. You can't do any of those things when you are in Los Angeles and the rest of your league is uh, on either on the East coast or the upper Midwest, it doesn't work. And so I just think you're losing. We just are steadily eroding most of the things that have made college football fun And appealing, and you know, Mm -hmm. I just think that. But if the answer is always just to shrug and say because revenue, then I think that's a very short-sighted, self-serving, narrow-minded answer. That is again, we got to look out for ourselves, and nobody cares about the sport as a whole.
6: Now that is a great answer. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, you summed up the state of this, you know, uh, of NCAA right now. So then, what do you think is next, though? Like, what's going to happen? with teams like, or programs like Oregon and Washington? Where do you think Stanford goes? Where do you think Notre Dame ends up? Are they are the, the latter two there tied together, possibly?
7: Yeah, fascinating, really, you know, those dynamics with the Pac-12, Pac-10, whatever you want to call it, uh, whether it can stay together. Oregon and Washington absolutely would, would go to the, they'd go to the Big Ten by noon today if they could. Uh, the Big Ten has clearly put the brakes on that. The belief is that they are mostly interested in Notre Dame. I, I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, they, 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 but then the issue is Notre Dame really doesn't feel compelled to do anything right now. And so if Notre Dame feels like it can sit chilly and just and, and be what it wants to be, which is an independent, for as long as it can, then everything else does it go crumb to a halt or not? And so. Oregon and Washington could be sitting there waiting forever, or they could decide we're going to jump in with the the rest of the Pac-10 and try to make a go of it, or they could, you know, they could talk to the Big 12. They probably already have had some discussions there. Um, you know, it's uh, Oregon and Washington. I guess you would describe as tweeners to a degree. Okay, like <laughs> you could say they're better than everyone else in the Pac-10 and probably everyone in the current Big 12, but are they? considered attractive enough to go to the Big Ten right now? Maybe not. So, you know, they're kind of caught in this limbo and and waiting for Notre Dame to give signals.
5: I got a serious question. What the hell happened to the Alliance? That didn't even last a year. (laughs) What happened?
7: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would like to see when there is a next playoff meeting and George Kliakoff comes in and and shows Kevin Warren the stab wound in his back from... uh, when they took USC and UCLA there, I mean, the Lions was, was a complete sham from the get-go. We should have known. And I really, there was a lot of eye rolling at the time. Well, you think we did know, you know, it's like, is there a signed contract? No, we looked each other in the eye. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, since college athletics is such an honorable profession, then yes, <laughs> that's certainly good enough. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So that was a, it was a joke and it was exposed as a joke in less than a year.
5: Does Larry Scott, is this an all-time bad job? Does he get an F? between you couldn't get on oh, direct yeah. TV and this is listening to your podcast, your tag team partner, Dan Wetzel, just repeatedly said "Dumbasses." He's right. They had a seat <laughs> at the table in the playoff. These conferences at least would have had the auto bid. They might not even get that now that could have, that ship could have sailed.
7: Oh yeah. No, I mean, they, they, who knows how much ultimately they've given away, but uh, you know, the, they, the, the turning down, of a free square in the playoff is just like mind boggling in retrospect. You know, Mm -hmm. they should have all been lobbying all along for a bigger playoff. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as they got one, they should have all signed up and said, yes, we're in more bids, more security, more chances for us, you know, and instead, I mean, they, they just almost like, it's like walking into a, you know, a snake pit. I mean, they just, they just walked right into this thing. So Larry Scott yep. and George Kliakof, I think, has done a good job. But but he was the one that got snookered by whoever in this last uh, last summer into saying no, we're not, we don't want a bigger playoff. Which again, just an incredible miscalculation.
5: Will the Big Ten and SEC then run this sport in terms of they will even control the playoff and what what will the new playoff look like? Will we even will we even have five or six conferences by then?
7: Yeah, I mean great question. They they will undoubtedly run the sport the, and, But then the, the the unknown is yeah, what does the playoff look like? How many are in? Uh, but you know, it was positive to me and it, it the theory makes sense is that when there is a restructured playoff, <clears throat> the Big 10 and the and the SEC and Fox and ESPN, you know, walk into the room and say this is how it's going to be. So they don't say what do you think it should be? Uh, Jim Phillips of the ACC. What do you think at the Big 12? What do you think? No, no. It's going to say this is how it's going to work and you're going to like it. We are getting most of the bids. We're going to get at least half. This is how we're going to set this up. We're going to go strength of schedule. We're not even involving a selection committee and strength of schedule is going to favor us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get six to eight bids out of a 12 team playoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think everything will just line up now for more and more advantages and control for those two leagues.
6: That is unfortunate. So based on what you just said, are non-conference games going to go by the wayside Uh, and these conferences will only play 12 games per year and every game and every opponent is going to be inside their conference.
7: Super interesting question there. Um, I think I, I know like the ACC would is, has had some people broach that right now as a means to make them more attractive to their own TV partner, to ESPN, and say, hey, you know, can we can we move the needle by playing 12 conference games or 12 G- P5 games at least, and uh, and dropping the FCS and the G5 games and that sort of thing? Uh, you know, we'll see. What uh, again? TV, the amount of money TV's paying out, the more money they pay out, the more influence they get, and they want good games. They, they don't want to broadcast, you know, Alabama against Mercer. So, yeah. you know, I think we're heading towards at least certainly more high-level matchups, which most of us want to see anyway. But, you know, that's that's the direction we're going, whether it's a full 12-game conference-only format or not, I don't know.
5: Pat Forty, Sports Illustrated, College Football Inquirer podcast as well, for all the money, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. If I had to ask you today, does, does the Pac-12 stay at 10, or does the Big 12 come in and steal some more teams, and that'll be the end of the Pac-12?
7: You know, it's been interesting this week just talking to people about that. Uh, I think there were some people who covered the Big Twelve who were maybe led to believe that it, that it was serious talks and well down the road and moving fast, and the Big 12s ready to grab four to six schools from the Pac-12. <clears throat> I'm not sure the Pac-12's saying the same thing. I mean, I, people we have talked to said. Mm, it's, it, it's nowhere near imminent there, you know, there may be some people talking about it, but the, the pac 10 feels like they've got a chance to hold it together. Uh, they may consider okay. adding schools. They may look at like a San Diego state an yep. SMU, something like that. But I think they feel like they've got a chance. And we reported yesterday, Ross Deller and I at, at sports illustrated, actually on Wednesday that, uh, you know, there's a, a potential broadcast partnership between the ACC and PAC 12 and ESPN. Right. That they think could be beneficial for all three parties and might be the kind of thing that solidifies uh, the the PAC 10 surviving schools as it is.
5: Right. With a title game out here too, right? Is that accurate?
7: Yeah, yeah, that's possible. That's one of the, one of the scenarios, a title game in Las Vegas. And I would imagine it would be, something that could also be movable. You know, like one year it's in Vegas, the other, another year it's mm. maybe closer to the ACC footprint or whatever. But um, I think that's one of the things that's under discussion.
6: Pat, you are the best. Yes. Thanks so much for the time today. We really appreciate that.
7: My pleasure, guys. Never know.
6: No, it's not. No, no. no. And follow him on Twitter, at ByPat40. It's the College Football Inquirer podcast, and you can read him at Sports Illustrated.
5: He's an excellent point, too. Rivalry games gone. There you go. That answer. That would be, I mean, it's is, revenue, revenue, revenue.
6: You have to put yourself yeah. in, imagine just any fan in the country, wherever you live and whoever your rival is, for generations. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the scenario. I mean,
5: if, if Oregon and Washington, we're going to the Big Ten. There you go, Apple Cup. Of course. There you go, Civil War. I mean, a good point, too, about maybe a San Diego State, someone like that, and try to keep this together. And add, yeah. Well, but
6: that's a uh, foil. Win-lose coming up next.
2: Some, Lose Some
4: is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials
3: at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Winsome,
5: Lose Some. Do you believe this would happen again? NHL draft last night. Shane Wright opened as high as 5,000 to go number one. He was still the favorite day of the draft yesterday. Shane Wright to go fourth was 60 to 1. That cashed. Stefkowski to go number 1 overall was as high as 10 to 1. He goes with the first pick. and Nemich to go second overall was 15 to 1. This is crazy. This is nuts. How about the Connor Allen tweet who's on the show later uh, in, coming up later in the show. I mean, you had Walker, who was at one point 30 to 1 to go number one in the NFL. He did. Paulo was 22 to 1 to go number one. Slavkovsky was
6: 10 to 1. All went first overall. Yeah, and the late steam on that yesterday really got out of control yet again. In fact, I noticed several books with an hour to go before the draft said we, we can't post it anymore. The movement is insanity.
5: They, they pulled it What's off happened. The yeah. This of yep. fourth. Yeah. Brandon from Covers, Shane Wright, uh, some books opened 5,000, 8,000 favorites. And then he didn't have a great year, and uh, the kid from Finland was great, but I know the team that he was on in that league, they battled COVID issues and whatever. So then he was uh, you know, 5-6-1. to one. And then Bob McKenzie it was like Woj Part 2. Bob McKenzie released his final draft rankings, and he listed Slavkoski ahead of right in the top spot. Then you saw big movement again. That's exactly what happened. And then another uh, insider, hockey insider, uh, had rankings too. Uh, it didn't do much because you saw also who went third. What was that guy's name? Uh, I'm blanking. But the guy who went third took some money to go Cooley. first as well. Cooley, yeah. But that that turned out to be nothing. So it, it was it was crazy what happened with, with the movement. And then this guy goes number one. And then 12 minutes before the draft. Slavkowski uh, was was actually the favorite to go number one and he did.
6: Okay, so I really do feel like we're gonna get to the point where books are going to be ultra careful starting next year because they all, it all comes within like a too much stretch right NFL NBA then the NHL draft and I think other books will potentially copy what Vegas does, they're going to say 24 uh, hours before the event starts, we're taking this thing off the board. Mm-hmm. We're not going to offer this anymore. Yeah. Because all that late steam on day of gets there every single time. Uh-huh. I, I trust no market more than I trust draft markets.
5: Well, and McKenzie knows what he's talking about. You also want to be right. It's not really much of a guess. So when he puts out his final rankings about who's going to go number one, whoa, look at this. He doesn't have right going yep. there. And how about right? are supposed to go number one? He goes fourth. Fourth overall. Oh, my God. Every day they put this prop up at William Hill, whether it be a Grand Slam. Yes, cash is dollar ten. It seems like there's one every night. Yeah. And Donaldson hits one for the Yankees, but uh, and and <laughs> Judge did it the night before. Tigers plus two fifteen. How were the White Sox laying these type of prices, especially with their home record? How bad they but they are seventeen and twenty four at home. Cardinals plus two ten. They beat the Braves. Unders last night in Major League Baseball. 10 and 3. Subscribe, be part of the team, vsin.com, our radio and podcast friends. Great videos as well. Look at them. Look at this. He's a Mets fan, right? How good is this video? The dog is dressed up. If you give me a dollar, you get the high five, right? There you go. It's got the hat on here. She wants the high five. Oh, no, no. You got to tip me first. He won't give the paw. You don't get the paw unless I get the tip. If you put the dollar in the bucket, then you get the high five outside uh, Mets State City Field. Look at him. Look at him. He's got the little pipe going. He's got the Mets jersey on. He's got the hat. little handkerchief. Bring back the pipe. <laughs> look at It's a good look. <laughs> That's right. Look at him. Look at him. He won't give it up. Oh, no, no. No, and you gotta oh tip me God. first.
6: You gotta tip me. What a great gotta job put... dressing this dog up. Wow. Normally I'm not a big fan of that kind of thing. And but that's smart. Awesome. Look at this. Oh, yeah. No ch- c- come on. can I get it? E- I sign us it up? Can I get up in the
5: trunk? He nailed it. Wow. Yep. Little okay. puppy jumps into the back of the pickup truck. And he he looked at it for about ten seconds. Yeah, he can did. I do it? Can I eh? Feeling good. Jordan from the free throw. Line, should dunk have no content. chance here. No. Look at that. No, that's Siri, huh? Johnny up. Adrenaline, right? There you go. Okay, this is awesome. We go to the zoo. This is some deep sleep. Oh, this boy. guy is out. The baby elephant is sleeping hard. Mom can't wake him up. Comes over. Hello. Hey, let's go. Time to go. She has to go to the bullpen and signal the uh, the staff, but I can't wake this kid up. Little help here, right? So the keepers come out, and the staff comes out, and it takes like two or three, you know, hey, how you doing? Look get at a this. bucket of water. Sure, yeah. Hey, come hey, on, pal. buddy. Come on. You okay? Still nothing. Shaking his whole caboose. Not, oh, look at him! Man.
6: Look at this! Finally! Oh, okay, that's it. I mean, what kind of what was he running around for? Probably twenty four hours well, straight. They, they juice him up with the tranquilizer. Is that why he's down for the count? Wow, he was out. Can't wake him up. Little help here. My no, God! I don't ask for much these days, Paul. Uh, I want to sleep like that one time. Yeah, I don't know if
5: I've ever done that in my whole life. Oh, I mean, unless I, I've I, had Dream
6: Water, go flying cross country. Uh-huh. You do that, you wake up all oh, the. I, you know light. what I want? I want to be able to sleep like um, Bill Murray in. What about Bob? You remember that scene? No, that reference is lost on me. Richard Dreyfuss is shaking the bed. The whole thing's going up and down. Bob, wake up! Yeah. Bob! He won't wake up. The alarm goes off. Hey, good morning, everybody.
5: Remember awesome Sh- scene. Remember Chicago, where the guy was drinking the soup right out of the ladle? Oh, and this is right, right when the pandemic was starting and all hell was breaking loose with COVID? Look at this guy. The guy's touching and going through every... Uh, container
6: of berries. Yep. Before he picks it, a- look at this guy. Evidently. Good job putting them on Front Street. Sending it in. The him. raspberries, the uh, blackberries. Now I think uh, people suggested that he was smelling the berries. He was opening up the container, smelling them, and like, yeah, I'd like that one. He's touching them, or yeah, touching them, and, or, and then no, nope, that that one's no good. Putting it right back. Yeah, things have changed. This isn't Kramer with the plantains and Jerry yep. picking out fruit for Kramer. I mean, it, that, come on. And you, you
5: referenced it too with your teas. Uh, we lost a legend. Jimmy Conn oh, yeah. passed away. Uh, early 80s. There it is. Uh, now, there are a lot of people are saying Sonny Corleone, top five performance in movie history. I mean, he was he was awesome. Brian oh, Song. Awesome. Oh, Brian Song. Yep. Uh, great resume, but Sonny Corleone, how he played it. Incredible job. The gambler, the original very gambler. Very good,
6: yes. He's, he's excellent in that movie. I
5: thought Wahlberg was good as well, but uh, yeah, very good movie. Um, Uh, He was excellent in that
6: movie, yes. Misery's a Tough Watch. Oh, great performance in Misery. By by both of them. Yes. They were outstanding. She won, I believe. I think she did, yeah. That's an excellent movie. Now, I must admit, I've never seen Rollerball. I haven't either. People claim that movie's awesome, and Uh I've never seen Thief. Same thing. Evidently, Mm. Thief is great. And now, here's one thing that took me uh, like a minute to register in my brain yesterday. A lot of people, you know, people are sending out their rest in peace tweets and their headlines. Jimmy Khan passes away. Of course, actor in *The Godfather* and *Elf*. And I'm like, wait a second, you're going to book *Elf* number two? Seriously, *Elf*? elf. The with, puppet? With Will Ferrell. Oh, *Elf*. Yes. Yes. *Elf*, *Elf*, *Elf*. Yeah. So. I wanted salsa, not salsa. They, they, they must. They must be doing this because, like, hey, the younger generation. Oh, that's need, James Conn. Okay, yeah, they well, would yeah. have no idea from his other movies. Well, if you rattle off his top movies, they're in the '70s. Oh, sure. They're like, yeah, yeah I have never seen this. Yeah, that, I, whatever. I understand.
5: It's an insult, *Elf*. Come on. Yeah. What are we doing
6: here? But he, that guy was awesome. The, the Vegas TV show. Vegas so TV he was show, involved in, like, in a lot of stuff with like mob slash gambling. And he was terrific. He did not like doing interviews. Really? Uh, I read what came out in Playboy years ago. I thought I wanted to kick it around with you today. There are so many curse words in what came out yesterday from people remembering Jim, Jimmy Conn. We couldn't even read two sentences from it, so it wouldn't make any sense. But he hated doing interviews, evidently.
5: And talking about himself, think I, I yeah. is that was true? I yeah. don't know about that either, but that's uh Wow. There's a good uh, Michael Lombardi uh retweeted something. His his dad never told him he loved him, so he told his kids, his uh, son Scott. I, I post starred with him in Oceans Eleven. Mm. Uh that uh that he loved them every minute, every minute that he could. That's oh, a good story. That's great. You. Yep. There you go. Win some lose, some presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Claim your hundred percent first deposit match bonus now, code two fifty match learn more. BetRivers.com, eclectic mix as always. How about a Kyrie update? Brian Winhorse, number one on LeBron, wanting LA to trade for Kyrie. "Quote: I can't articulate how little LeBron cares about the Lakers' 2029 20, first round pick. He's never cared about picks. He wants to win tonight. Kyrie gives him a chance. That'll be the key." You've also the there's a movement right now where teams are pushing back against player empowerment. The Nets are pushing back. Utah's pushing back, and the Lakers. Are they really going to push back on LeBron James if he's sitting there with a pen, ready to sign an extension, making sure the Lakers remain relevant in a championship uh, to be a contender? Valid points, right? Yep. And uh, I'm going to sit back with my popcorn watching this because Kyrie wants to be a Laker. The Lakers want Kyrie. But making that happen is a different story. End quote. Mm
6: Mm-hmm. Feedback today, email ftm at from AJ in Pennsylvania. He's sitting on a Devin Leary 150-1 to 1 ticket. All right. Doing the Heisman from DraftKings a month ago. He did not understand how a guy on a team that if they run the table and win the ACC could be in the playoff, and he had really good numbers last year. 150, okay. and I think I saw him down to 40-1. to 1. All right. Okay. Good luck. Good bet. Bet BetRivers Sportsbook invites you would add some variety of your
5: baseball bets with new same-game parlays. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect combo. Whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites or make your own long shot, you can add a little little extra spice to your game with same-game parlays at BetRivers. Go to the BetRivers book app or BetRivers.com and make your baseball same-game parlays today.
6: Okay, on that note, Major League Baseball is up next with the great Matt Vaskirjan. Spencer Strider was sensational again last night for the Braves. Twelve more strikeouts, did not get the win Uh, a no decision. He had no support by the offense last night. Should he be a shorter shot on the board right now than what he is to win the National League Rookie of the Year? We'll ask him about that coming up next.
4: Follow the money on v the sports betting network.
5: All right, get up, your beast. Time for Jeff Siegel picks. Today's top horse racing plays, Express Bet Analyst. We're going to Belmont in the 5th. He likes the 4. Sidekick at 4-1 to one on the morning line in the 8th race. He also likes the 4. Parnak on top at 5-1. to one. You can bet on these races and more at First Bet. The top horse racing app of VEASAN. If you sign up today, use the code Vegas 22 You get $100 in free bets. vison.com slash horses for details. Exclusive offer, VEASAN fans. vison.com. Slash Horses. Here it comes. Matty Vascurgeon, MLB Network, does the Angel Games and pregame spread. Five Eastern, two Pacific on MLB Network. Does a great job uh, pointing out winners and props on MLB Network. A fun show. Check that out all the time. And he joins us now. H- how about where you're at? I mean, the Orioles are a great story. They've won five in a row. They're only, what, four back of that third wild card. This is getting interesting here with the Orioles and about time.
4: Yeah, you know, Baltimore's they're putting together a nice little run here. And uh it's it, it what a difference in this ballpark, you guys. I mean, honestly, when we got here yesterday, we walked down on the field just because it looks huge what they did to the left field wall. They moved it back 30 feet and they doubled the size of the height. So they went from seven feet to fourteen feet and pushed it back 30 feet. You can see it, you can hear those numbers and think, oh wow, that's probably a lot different. And then you see it. And then you see what it's done to the numbers, especially in their bullpen. So that bullpen, for the last four years leading into this season, had a, a combined ERA over that span of about 5.5. It was the worst in baseball. This year, their home bullpen has an ERA of 2.5. They shaved three runs off of their bullpen ERA, and it's because of this reason. Guys go out there, and instead of you know getting behind 1-0 and oh, and then, uh-oh, I've got to come in with a strike, and there it goes. Mm. They're pitching with so much more confidence this year. I mean, they're pitching well on the road too. I don't mean to say that it's a trick a trick number, but what it's done to their confidence is amazing. And yesterday, there were two balls that the Angels could have gotten right back in that game with. That and you can quantify all this stuff on Statcast now. Trout hit a ball out there to left that would have been a homer in twenty three parks. It would have been a homer last year here, mm. and then Otani on the next pitch a ball into that same spot into the corner that would have been a homer in 15 parks Mm. and would have been a double off the wall here last year would have changed the game but uh man the orioles are benefiting from that and and sure, some of their hitters are grousing about it i know trey mancini's lost five homers because of that new wall but the the proof's in the wins, man they're a much better team and that's a big part of it
6: okay so this is a really good tweet that just came across my timeline here inside access 10:57 there in baltimore um how about this guy's AL teams with more wins than Baltimore in the last thirty games—they have eighteen. Only the Yankees, Astros, and Red Sox. AL teams with more wins than the Orioles—thirteen in the last twenty games. Only Houston and Seattle. And their record since May first is thirty-three and thirty. This is exciting.
4: Yeah, they're 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 plucky. I mean, they've they're a they're a backable team um, based on matchups. Are they going to win the division? No. Are they going to bank enough wins to be a a postseason team in some capacity, wild card wise? Their biggest problem is the division they play in. Yeah, you're right. If they play in the AL West, right, they'd be a third place team in the AL West. But but it's it's virtually impossible to tackle that whole division uh, right now without adding some big time you know payroll muscle. Well,
5: good good timing you're on today because your guy McClanahan goes and he is the favorite now to win the AL Cy Young. Do Do you think he'll win today? And do you also have a McClanahan prop?
7: You
4: know, I like his strikeout prop today. Um, Even though those numbers aren't out, I'm guessing it's going to be eight and a half. He's he's punched out eight, ten, and ten over his last three starts. And it's always a little dicey when a guy is pitching in a new ballpark for the first time and McClanahan has never pitched at the uh, Great American Small Park in Cincinnati. And that can be a little bit of a high wire act for some guys. (laughs) But then you look at it this way and you say, well, the Reds have never faced him anywhere, home or road. So there's that. Um you know, I'd back that guy. Eight and a half's a big strikeout number, but you know, he's he's gone over it the last couple of starts. I, I like him to to rack up a bit a bunch of case today.
6: Okay, so there is one book in Las Vegas I'm looking at right now. They're offering uh seven and a half overs plus one oh two. Hop on that. Oh yeah. Yeah,
4: I like seven and a half for him for
6: sure. Okay. So last night, Spencer Strider did it again. He became the first rookie in the modern era since nineteen hundred with eleven. 11- plus strikeouts and two or fewer hits allowed in consecutive starts. At some books, Maddie, he's not even the shortest shot on the board to win the National League Rookie of the Year. He has to be the favorite, in my opinion, right, right now. What do you say?
4: It, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that, Mitch. It's, it's kind of a thin field, right? I mean, as, as recently as like two and a half weeks ago, O'Neal Cruz was the chalk to win NL Rookie of the Year. He had just been called up. Oh. I mean, I get it. You, know, you can't take your eyes off him. He's a six seven shortstop, and the tools are great. But Strider is impossible to ignore now. And yesterday, what was it? The first nine outs of the game were were strikeouts for Strider. Yep. And he started the year completely off the radar as a rookie reliever that nobody knew much about. And now every time he goes out there, he's punching out 9, 10, 11 batters. I agree with you. I think he's a, a great um, horse to back in rookie of the year. Before that start yesterday, by the way, uh, they had him at plus 500 on Bet MGM and he's down to plus three fifty now. So you could have gotten him at a much bigger number earlier too.
6: Okay, very good. Um are the Astros the best team in baseball? Are they better than the Yankees right now?
4: Uh, better than the Yankees. I mean, based on their, you know, their head to head matchups this year, I think you got to say, uh, yes, they can, they can beat them when they're on the field at the same time. Uh, if they played in the same division and they played 18 times as opposed to a handful, I'm Mm -hmm. not sure that would be the same answer, but I was thinking about this the other day, talking to friends, you know, how do you not visualize one of those two teams? If not both of those two teams in the ALCS. And if you like that idea, um, you know, it's you're not getting a great price, but, you know, book both of them uh, to win the American League championship this year. And you're going to get one of them in that ALCS. Again, if not both. I just don't see a threat to either one of those teams. I mean, when they played each other, I think they had a game at the end of June. It was the first time in Major League history that two teams had played each other before July 1st. Each with double digit leads in their division. Yeah. They're going to run away with their divisions. It's not even a fair fight. I mean, yeah. the only the only compelling division race in the AL is in the Central.
5: Yeah. Well, I'll give you a compelling, the AL MVP now. I mean, what Judge will Judge hit 60, what Otani's doing every night, and then Alvarez. I mean, Jason Stark just came out with his he gave it to Alvarez with who he would go. What do you think of the AL MVP and AL Cy Young now?
4: Yeah, you make a good case for all three of those guys. Yes. Uh, you know, if Judge hits 60, it's going to be impossible to ignore. But if Otani continues doing what he's doing, he's, he's got a .2 ERA in his last five starts. I mean, he's been unbelievable on the mound. And that's why I think he's, he's live for Cy Young, too. He's plus 900 for Cy Young. The problem is, you know, you've got Verlander and his narrative has been great all year, you know, mm-hmm. having missed over 600 days of the season rehabbing. Uh, McClanahan and we've talked about it's been good but beyond Cy Young like Verlander is backable and I think we've talked about this before every time he goes out there lay the run and play Verlander because when he wins it's not two to one of his victories uh, only three of them have been uh, you know by a run most of them are you know two three run Rocking chair games, as you guys say, and yesterday included in that. Like they were trailing two nothing yesterday afternoon, and then they manned up and they won by more than a run. So you cashed. Um, but Cy young man, that one is wide open. I I still like Verlander's narrative. Uh, McClanahan, mm-hmm. we talked about preseason; he was my guy. Yep. And and Otani's very live.
6: We're not going to get voter fatigue, though, are we? We kicked this around a couple of weeks ago, and we had a guest on who said, not not according to him. Like, are you are you going to hear v- uh, voter fatigue? But according to others, you might actually hear it with Otani. It's year number two, Matt, of this dominating performance uh, from him. Do you think we're going to get that?
4: I hope not, because uh, boy, that would be a shame. Awful. I mean, two nights ago in Miami, right? He strikes out ten, he knocks in a run, he has a game-winning RBI, and then and then they travel overnight. They come to Baltimore. They heads didn't hit the pillows that after that game until four a.m. And he's in there yesterday. How how do you yep. discount that? I mean, we, we're living in a sports culture where load management is the blight of the NBA <laughs> and we've got a guy who knows he's got to play because the Angels only chance to win is if he's in there every day. Yep. Uh, he's he is something special, man.
6: Yep. Uh we also said yesterday, you don't want to be that person 10 years from now who looks back and said, "Boy, I really I never enjoyed Otani like I should have." Right? I've never seen this before, again.
4: Yeah, and I don't I don't know if it's coming around again either. I mean, yeah.
6: Again, it's, you know,
4: I mean, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a generational talent that you can't ignore. I mean, there's so many good stories in baseball this year. He's one of them. I mean, I, I love Schwarber, what he's doing in Philly. And he was, uh, he was my sleepy dart throw to win the major league home run title. I don't know if he's going to catch judge, but he could certainly win the national league crown the way he's going right now. Uh, it's, it's just yep. been a fun year to watch all this stuff. Well, if, yeah. you, if you go yep.
6: back-to-back years, Burns last year, McClanahan oh. this year, and then potentially adding the icing on top of the cake there with uh, uh, Schwarber, uh, he, he, dinner's on us anywhere you want to go. Put it that way.
4: Well, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retire at that point. He's, check change, <laughs> check, change <laughs> 100. I'll be
6: out. All right. Um, Pre-game spread, 5 o'clock <laughs> Eastern, 2 Pacific, every day Major League Baseball Network. Thanks, pal. We appreciate it.
4: Good talking to you guys. As yep. always, see you. In-pocket
6: plays coming up next.
2: from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio
3: app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, Are a burial, a blowout, a human lock.
1: You can bet your children's, unborn children's children on these games. I was so good that whenever I bet, I could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country.
6: Time now in pocket plays, closing the week out, hopefully with a winner today. A couple of uh, home run props at lost yesterday. Jacques Peterson, no good, 0-4 last night against Musgrove and the Padres, Nick Castellanos, swinging a drive. Nope, no dice either. Um, I did bring up Devers on the show. Yeah. I'm not going to give myself credit for actually him hitting two home runs or telling you to bet him, but we pointed out his success against Cole and he hit two more last night. I, just, I had no idea who he was going to play in the game. He missed the night before. We were on so early, I didn't know he was going to play, but there was an angle there. He hit two more. That was 35 to one last night at him to hit two. Where'd you get two from? <laughs> <I> get that? <laughs> That is good. All right. Uh, today, I'm yeah. taking yeah. Give, give me another dog today, but it's not a prop; it's a game. Uh, we ran this down earlier today. Chad Cool is actually, well, he's better at home than he is on the road. But uh, plus 150 against the Diamondbacks, so hefty number here. I will take Colorado at that number, plus 150 against Arizona.
5: All right. Uh, I leaned Guardians Royals over eight and a half. Savale against Singer. Savale every start but two, I believe. He hasn't uh, lasted past the fifth, and giddy up on Monday. Can't wait. The final six episodes start. Better Call Saul. And uh, one prop we have fun with: Will Gus kill Lalo? No, minus one twenty. We'll run down all the Better Call Saul props on Monday's show as it comes back, and then bye bye forever after the six. In pocket, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern at betrivers.com.
6: Now. How about this email from Brad? As we just got off the horn with Matt Vasgersian, and we said, you know, put him in the Hall of Fame. We'll buy him dinner, whatever. He did it last year with Corbin Burns before the season started. This year, he gave up McClanahan and said, take a peek at him for American League Cy Young and Schwarber. And Schwarber most home 50 runs. to one, most home runs. Yeah. I, I don't recall this. Brad is asking ftm at Did Matt also give out Sandy Alcantara as a Cy Young? I don't in remember the that. But if he did that, too, I don't recall. Okay. So we, we, we're we on the case. We're, we reached back out to Matt to see if he remembers. And he will if he did. I mean, what was maybe, my, well, Yeah. Look at the, think of these prices. They're both favorites. What Sandy yeah,
5: was, he's, you right? know, he's giving out coal here or whatever. Chalk oh. City. Uh, David Purdom. ESPN Chalk. They're doing this again. Now, last year, a big reason why was because Barkley put $100,000 on himself. And then they got, you got in trouble because you can't do that. Oh, boy. But bettors believe Barkley is poised for his best performance at the American Century Championship Celebrity Golf Tournament. Caesars is offering odds on Barkley to finish in the top 70. There's 87 golfers in the field in Tahoe. He finished in a tie for 76 last season. They asked Curry, he goes, hell no, I won't bet. I don't think he'll do that. Clip it, send it to him, let him play it on every tee box. There's no way he's doing it. Caesars opened Barkley 5-1. to one to finish in the top 70. As of yesterday, he was plus 260. 96% of the bets and 95% of the money wagered is on Barkley to finish top 70. Wow. I mean, still he got the awful swing. He's horrendous. The largest bet Caesars has taken was uh, on $2,000 on Barkley to finish top 70. I mean, of all things,
6: to bet on that guy. You're going to war- go to war on that guy. Yeah. No, thank you. You can bet that as much as you want. Ah. Uh, I'm not going to get involved.
5: Romo's the favorite at three to one. Barkley is what would happen if he finished top ten or even won the damn well, thing? Well, hell That's would. It's
6: Leicester City if he wins this. Hell would state. freeze over. Yes, he would. Yeah. Yep. Okay, here we go. Time now for free play Friday. Let's uh That's loaded. Yeah, it is. It's on the card. Let's unload it. Uh, what do you think about this? We are looking okay. at uh, Aaron Rodgers, proudly displayed his brand new tattoo. A couple of lions in there. Under the influence, maybe, of something. Oh, When oh, he came up with the idea. Okay. I see. Of something. That's, is there a compass somewhere there? Um, Boy, that is all over the place. The ocean. There's an eye. Yep. An eye up top. He is a... Uh, lions? I, I don't know. Good luck trying to figure him out. <laughs> yes.
5: Interesting fellow. But from what, what people they said... Say,
6: that's A complicated fellow, I think they said. First ever tattoo, yeah. by the way. Yes. Here is a uh, video. <laughs> Guess what? Harden's in a good mood again. Yeah. He has and no moves. He can't dance. No, no. He's got no moves. But put on a party, Harden, no. Embiid, and P.J. Tucker partying with Meek Mill. And that was at the former
5: owner of the 76ers. This is all white party. We're all white. Sterling used to do that, too.
6: Show up. In I <laughs> in thought print. he meant something else. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was uh, right. Just don't do this uh, during the season, though, James, okay? Uh-huh. Did you see this now, James Cameron? It's not uh-huh. a report. This is right out of his mouth. What did you think of the first Avatar?
5: I was uh. opt up on stuff. I watched it while I had the hair restoration.
6: Oh, did you go to the theater? No, I was when I do it. No, I was watching a movie while I was had the hair restoration I got surgery okay. procedure. So I know I, I did get, not see to the theater. I might get mocked no. for this. I don't care. At the theater in 3D, it was the best movie experience to this day I've ever experienced. Ever. Wow, ahead of Saving Private Ryan, ahead of the latest uh, you know, Top Gun, whatever. Private Ryan, saving Private Ryan in the that's, theater.
5: That's that's a tough scene. I wouldn't go. You have it. Grown men were crying. Well, I know I that, think but that's, I'm don't that, think that's, that's never that's, happened before yeah. ever. Okay.
6: And the first twenty five minutes, when you go well, on Fresh and yes. saving private Ryan, you're like, oh, yeah. no, stop the. Okay, so yeah. uh, he said this is going to be at least three hours for the movie, and he's like, I don't care. I can write the uh, the well, Yelp reviews right now. The, <laughs> the, the bitching, the moaning. I don't want to hear it because you're going to sit down this weekend for five hours in a row and watch a TV show for five episodes in a row. And he's right. Well,
5: well people want we talk- we people want intermission. This- Yes, we were talking to uh, Dustin. He made good points about, yeah, you can get up and move around though. You can pause it any time you want. Yep. You can go to the fridge and get a soda. You know, well, my kids can knock out five in a row. Well, that's uh, they must be on something. I don't know how I the mean, kids sit still that long, but that's
6: yeah, 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 a little a little break. Update yeah. on El Matt Baskervision. He did in fact suggest him. Oh my God! I forgot about that one. Are
5: you kidding? What were the what was the odds? what were the prices? You have
6: to go back and look. No, what are we looking at here? Avalanche players. Oh, they're benching the cup, celebrating. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Putting well, it up, having a good time. Well, this is what you do with it, right, the entire summer? doesn't weigh much. I've had it. Have you ever held it? you ever? I've been around it. Close to Never it? Never picked it up, though. Yeah. You? Yes, once. Nothing, yeah. It's light? Yeah. Really? Okay. It wasn't a lot to me, right? You drink anything out of it? No, I don't know. Okay, this is O'Neal Cruz putting it into our perspective for you. He is right next to Aaron Judge. You I know how no big idea. Aaron Judge is? Right,
5: I had no idea.
6: Oh, he's 6'7". Look at that. He is a big boy. Wow. And he's not doing much right now, so um, I know people no. were betting him a lot when he got called up, including me at 10-1, to 1, but he hasn't done a lot since then. Uh, this is the from Jimmy Trena. Now, he's a big Yankees fan, and he's watched the, the first three episodes. Does Derek Jeter deserve a seven-part docuseries? Yeah, why not? Is that a little aggressive? One of the greatest leaders of all time. I always liked the guy. And I, Great winner. Okay, I'm just asking the question. Maybe that's, a more, maybe a more. Imp- will they get into the off-field antics? His resume if off they, the if field. They, if they don't, I'm going to be severely disappointed. <laughs> yes. I'm just asking. The last answer was yeah. what? Six episodes? Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So. I see. I see. Okay. He said, "If you're a Yankees fan, it's absolute heaven." Yeah. I'm sure it is. Okay. I want your feedback on this. He
5: is getting ripped. All over. I was watching around the horn yesterday. I had it on, and they all ripped sail for this. Did you see the tirade? Look at this. They're I did. Problems with his control, trying to come back, make it to the team, playoff race. He walks five. He got squeezed on a 3 2 pitch. He comes in hot, takes the bat, fires the, and he attack, and he just breaks the television. It smashes it down and then just walks out like nothing happened. But people were, were ripping him. I mean, he's, he's a competitive guy. He's a fiery guy. I he's got know. fire in the belly. Yeah. People are saying you, you
6: now the, people are saying you're bad example, role model for the younger oh, guys. Give me a break. They should, You know what? They should want yeah. to win and, and perform that well. Yeah, okay, yeah. They should actually copy that. I'm like that in the bowling alley when I have a tough night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, stuff. I'm slamming stuff down. I'm uh, okay. cursing top of my lungs. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And then
5: follow the money army.
6: Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what to make of this. Toe sucker uh, uh, in Maine with the well, license ex- ex- plate. Explain this one, yeah. Yeah. Are like, I love feet.
5: Hell yeah, I suck toes. What the hell is this? Proudly displaying it's all, all these over. stickers like, over
6: his car. Yeah, there's five. There's, there's three stickers and the license plate. Let me ask you this. Can you tell a okay. lot about a person who still puts a bumper sticker on their brand new car? Uh, that's odd. Yeah. Because you see it once in a while. It's a deadhead
5: sticker on a Cadillac. Good line. Henley. Mm. Mm. No. Look at the dog. Look at the dog. You're not putting that in, right? Look at this. Oh, there's room Trying there. Can you get what? I oh, go look, top look, shelf. Look, he's getting a stance. Ready yeah. to go. Oh, oh wow. Try tried to go top that's shelf. That's awesome.
6: Yeah, I No, no right way. Right in the mouth. Not up in here. That's incredible. Look at that. How boy. would you attack this, Paul? He's a former goalie. Where do you want to go? Low
5: stick side. Five hole? Got to go low on him. Right, look, he's back. He's got the nice crouch. Oh, he's going to catch that. Boy, can't oh boy. Can't, can't, can't do it. Oh, too good. You can get the mouth near it. That's why you got to go low. Make him use the pause. Go low on him. Yeah. Look at this NFL on CBS. The 15 quarterbacks were drafted in the top five between 08 2008 and 2018. None of them remain on the team they were selected by. Can that be? Is it? Oh, of course it. it can Say be. Say it
6: ain't so, Joe. That's why oh. I'm actually, for the first time, kind of happy that teams decided to punt this last year in the first round. They didn't settle for a guy just because mock draft said they should go that high. Credible tweet.
5: Staggering information.
6: All right. Tomorrow, Portillo's for the first time ever. That's right. We're tra- no joke. We are traveling to Southern California for the day to have Portillo's and come back and give it a review on Monday. For the day. Land. It's eight, like four hours. Yeah. Land, eat, leave unprecedented. I'm going this is going to be a fun story to tell years down the road. Yes it is. We went to LA for 6 hours just to eat at a fast food restaurant. Once. Strong Beach. Yep. yep. LBC. Enjoy the weekend. See you Monday.
3: This summer, the Beeson experts have betting coverage and insights you need to cash in on every sport. And right now, for a limited time, you can get access to everything we have to offer for only $19. Our experts are looking at football futures, along with daily coverage of baseball. Along with daily coverage of baseball. Along with daily coverage of baseball. Along with daily coverage From BBC Radio 4,
1: Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
5: I thought
1: in that moment,
2: also, with other interesting guests. Then, listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeart Media. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math and Magic: Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards